Chagiga Chafomet Aleph, the mind as connector, Shmira Vehesechadat Betaharot. I'm fortunate to be talking to you today from the beautiful Golan, looking over the glittering Kineret and the rolling hills of the Galil with the Tanaim that we talk about every day, roam the towns and the countryside. And yet in this peace and tranquility of the spot that I'm so happy to be in, I'm mindful of the plight of our brethren in the Ukraine, and even more so the fragility of world peace and prosperity, which we've come to take so for granted and regard as a right. Only a few days ago, the Ukrainians, including the Jewish community, lived their normal life and carried on about their business, thinking this could never happen. And now they're huddled in shelters with insufficient food and clothing. I'm mindful of the fact that right now I'm a few miles from Russian military and Syrian aggressors. I'm so conscious of the fragility of Shalom. And Davin pray that Hashem will regard our global learning together as a zechut for global peace, so that Am Yisrael can serve Hashem not in fear, trembling, but in a state of happiness and well-being. The Gemara we're learning introduces a very new and progressive idea, the concept of Shmirah in matters of Tahara. Shmirah meaning protection, guarding. But Shmirah not in a physical sense, or rather Shmirah that can be achieved using the mind. We can protect ourselves and we can protect our environment and we can protect objects and things and other people using our minds. Our Gemara says in the name of Rabbi Yishmael, Kama gedolim divrei chachamim, the words of the, of the chachamim were so great, Shayu omrim, they said, belibo l'shomro tahor. If a person's mind was focused on protecting something which is tahor, something which is spiritually pure, then it's tahor. En belibo l'shomro, if his mind was not focused on protecting it, tameh, then the object is tameh, even if we're not aware of anything that actually happened to make it Tameh. The mere fact of not being mindful of protection is a reason to make it Tameh. And this links in very much to, to our discussion on yesterday's daf and to Rav Horowitz's shir on yesterday's daf, which I circulated. The source of this is from a pasuk in Bamidbar, in Parashat Korach, where Hashem says, Natati lecha et mishmeret trumotai, he talks about, Hashem talks about the Kodshim, whether it's Truma or Maiser or the Korbanot, that Hashem has entrusted to the Kohanim to keep at Mishmeret Trumotai. says, Rashi You have to protect and keep that Truma in a state of Tahara. And the very idea of protection is one that even goes further in the Gemara in Psochim, Daflamet Dalad, where the discussion is there of Hesachadat, of one's mind, of becoming momentarily mindless, just losing focus and losing attention on the Truma for a moment. What does that do? What kind of impact does that have? Have Rabbi Yochanan Amer Psul Tumavi. That Hesachadat, taking one's mind off the Shmirah, taking one's mind off protecting the object or the situation from the forces of Tuma, causes Tuma. And the nature of that Tuma, says Rabbi Yochanan, is a psul tumah, the object is treated as tameh. But Rabbi Shuim bin Lakish says, psul hagufavi, this is a flaw in the individual, in the person, not in the object. The flaw is in the person whose mind wandered, 
rather than in the object. And the difference would be, according to Rabbi Yochanan, the Gemara says, if Eliyahu came, in other words, we had an absolute determination that nothing had happened to that object. So imagine again, I'm supposed to be looking after something which is tahor. My mind wanders for a moment. And then my mind comes back again. During the time that my mind wandered, I'm not aware of what might have come into contact with this object. And so we treat it as tameh, as impure. And if we knew for sure, says the Gemara, that nothing touched it, nothing came into contact with it, it was in no way disturbed that in, in any sense that could have caused it to become tameh, shomin law, we accept that according to the view of Rabbi Yochanan. But according to Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, who says, this is a psul haguf. The problem was my mind was disconnected during that moment. It's not that that could have led to Tumah. That in itself is Tumah. For the person entrusted with Shmirah, the person entrusted with protecting, protecting the object from Tumah, that person's mind wandering, Hesachadat, is in itself the Tumah. And therefore, Shem Yavo comes and says, but nothing happened to this object. While this person's mind was wandering and he wasn't thinking of it, nothing happened. Everything's good. And Shominlo, nevertheless, we don't listen to that. We don't accept that. Because the error, the, 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 the Tumai really happened in the person's own uh, mind wandering, uh, not just in the, in the object that could have come into contact with anything. And so we see that the mind is just so important as the mechanism of connecting to Hashem. Yes, we connect to Hashem with our heart as well. When we talk about mind, we're not only talking about the intellectual mind, the mental capacity of the head. We're talking about the heart, about the feelings as well. That's part of that. That's part of what knowledge and, and wisdom is, 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 is the emotional and intuitive wisdom of the heart as well. And the Rambam starts off his whole sefer of, of Mishnah Torah by saying, Yesod HaYesodot V'amud HaChachmot, the foundation of all foundations and the pillar of all wisdom, is Leida Shiyeshem to know, to have consciousness, awareness, that there is a, an initiating force who created everything, and everything in Shamayim and Aret and heaven and earth and everything in between them only exist as a result of the truth instilled in them from this initial force. And that as long as that force is connected to the world, the world is sustained. If chas v'sholem, that force were to be disconnected, the world could not exist. Knowing this, being conscious and aware of this, is the foundation of all wisdom. So in moments that we take our mind off that, you see, wisdom isn't something like an academic degree. Once you've got your PhD, you now have a PhD. Wisdom is a state of being. And one could have wisdom at one moment and have no wisdom the next moment because wisdom results from one's mind and heart being completely connected to the principles of Torah and, and Emunah. Then one can develop wisdom and one's wisdom can be nourished and it can be sustained and it can be vitalized through that connection. And then the Rambam says at the very end of his work, at the end of Hilchot Melachim, so he bookmarks his, his whole um, work with these two statements, one at the beginning and at the end, when he talks about Mashiach times, he says, The world's total obsession, its involvement, its engagement will be with knowing Hashem. There will be nothing else that it would want to do. And therefore, the Jewish people will be very wise. And know things which have hitherto been hidden and not understood. 
And they will understand the knowledge, the wisdom, the intellect of Hashem to the degree that a human being is able of do, to do that. And we see this power of intellect, this power of mindfulness, of consciousness, and being, a, being able to connect to Hashem through the power of mind and heart at all times. And that the disconnection of that, of that connection is what brings about Tumah, what brings about that state of negative, uh, negative being. We see this idea taken further in our Tosfot on the next page, on, on Kafalif, um, where there's a, a question that, it, that is asked. Um, and the question and, and the question is answered by Ri that Hesech Hadat only works, this idea of losing attention, losing mindfulness, if you're holding the object with you. But if the object has been lost, for example, and you're not in contact with the object, and then your mind wanders, that's not called hesechadat lifsol. That is not the, the mindlessness, the, the lack of concentration that causes disconnection and results in tumah. So again, this is an important concept, that, that a revolutionary concept that reintroduces us to, that this concept of mild, mindlessness, this idea of intellectual disconnection causing Tumah applies only when the object is in your possession. If while the object is in your possession, your mind wanders, then Tumah is, 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 tuma results. But if the object is somewhere distant and your mind wanders, that does not cause Tumah. And this idea is taken further by the Achiezer. The Achiezer is Reb Chaim Grudzinski, who was the Rov and the Dayan of of Vilna uh, until just before the Second World War. One of the great lights. He wasn't known as a Rosh Hashiva. He was known as a Posek Hador. He was the decisor of the generation. He was the, um, the, 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 the Rav, almost the global chief rabbi, although never appointed as such. The whole world accepted Reb Chaim Ozer as the, as the halachic authority of, of the time. Um, and... He's really modern, he's really recent. For example, uh, those of you from South Africa, some of your family might remember Rebietra Kosovsky, who died only in 1953. He was a brother-in-law of, of uh, Chaim Ozegrudzinski, the Achiezer. Uh, some of you might remember Rav Gustman, who was the Rosh Hashiva, the founder of Netzach Israel, a yeshiva in Rechavia in Yerushalayim, who died 30 years ago. He was on... He sat on Reb Chaim Moses Beisdin when he was a young man. So we're talking about somebody contemporary. And Reb Chaim Moses says that The problem is where you could have been protective and you allowed your mind to wander. That's when the result is to man. This goes according to the view of Reish Lakish that the, the lack of Shmirah is a flaw in the individual not a flaw in the object. It's this, the individual who brings this Tumai into the world and it rests on the object, but it comes from the individual. That's what lack of attentiveness does. That's what disconnecting one's mind from Kudusha and from Tahara, from sanctity and from purity, that's what dis dis disconnecting one's mind does. It distances, one, it distances one from the very source of that Kudusha and that Tahara. 
We see how rare attention is. People say that time is the rarest commodity, but it's not. What's even more rare than time is attention. Uh, you only have a certain amount of attention that you can truly apply uh, in any moment, in any hour, in any day. And how and where we apply our attention is, the, is our choice, but also our rarest commodity, commodity. It's in our hands to live a life of mindlessness, a life of hesechadat, a life where our minds are disconnected from meaning, from Hashem, from anything deep and worthwhile, from Kedushah and from Tahara. Or to apply attentiveness to our lives and to connect our lives to meaning, and purpose, and godliness, to connect our lives to Hashem at all times. The beauty of our minds is we can stay connected even while we're doing other things. While, we, uh, while our bodies are engaged in doing various things and part of our mind is involved in what we're doing, a part of our mind can still be connected to Hashem. There's no reason ever to be disconnected from Hashem. If we go to sleep thinking of Hashem, thinking of Torah, thinking of an issue in Torah that we're trying to understand, and we say, Kriyat Shema Alamita, and we drift off to sleep with our mind connected to Hashem, then we stay connected to Hashem until we get up and say, Modani in the morning. We can remain permanently connected using our minds. There's no other facility that we have that enables that permanent ongoing connection the way the mind does. And that's our choice. We can choose to live connected to Hashem at all times and to live a life of Kudusha Vitara, a life of sanctity and purity.